Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This'll never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, August 26th. Had to think about the date there for a sec. Yeah, your boy might have had a late night. Out at the MLS Liga MX All-Star Game. It was a hell of a game. A lot of fun. I know we do have some soccer fans here on the pod. I know we do have uh, some listeners uh, who, who hit me up on the Instagram DMs. Oh, you follow Mexican soccer? Oh, yeah. I was with the uh, Nicoxa ownership group. Uh, actually, a couple NBA, former NBA players in there. Chopping it up with uh, Sean Marion, a.k.a. The Matrix, and Rip Hamilton. By the way, tried to invite Rip Hamilton to my dad pick up basketball game he's like perhaps but uh that's probably a no super nice guys uh it was a great game um listen it has been a great summer of soccer and the u.s is just on a roll right they beat mexico twice and now they win the all-star game in pks a lot of fun uh bank of california stadium was popping really good time except for finding an uber to get home that took forever at any rate we got a really crazy good podcast today listen I don't know about you guys. I always like to 
uh, as as one one person told me way back in the day, you always want to play above the rim. Some people like to say outkick your coverage. You want to always do better and try better and read something tougher and watch something smarter and learn something newer to better yourself. And I think today's guest, Preston Johnson, a.k.a. the Sports Cheetah, is going to really hit you with some smart stuff. And um, listen, I don't know how many of you are in the NFT crypto space. And some of that you're probably just like, I'll fast forward through that. I I just want to pause and just let you guys know. There is some college football and there's some gambling actionable stuff in there, um, futures. I just I just want to say this. Um, like, there's an opportunity here. And I'm not advising you as like, you know, hey, go, spend, go drop 20K and do this. We're still, and we talk about this on the pod, we're in like year 25 of the internet. Okay? Just think what it was like year 25 for like Ford Motor Company. And a lot of these stocks that have gone up 70 million fold. Okay. Year 25 of the internet. There's so much growth and opportunity here and stuff is popping. And Preston is at the forefront. I actually ask him at the end of the podcast, wait a sec, you're never going to work another day in your life, are you? And he laughs. But once you listen to the pod, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what am I missing? And, and, and I'm not saying you dive in with both feet first, but, but. I think it's time to start researching and, and be getting real with this stuff and understanding what the hell's going on. Like, it is above the head of a lot of people out there, especially if you're in the over 35, over 40. If you're in the 25 and up crowd. Like, you're all in on this stuff, you know? Um, at any rate, you guys are going to love the interview. Also, hey, catch me today on Speak for Yourself with Rick Buecher um, and LeVar Arrington on FS1. Uh, should be fun. Uh, chopping it up as usual. Greg Jennings guest starring should be fun. Uh, that'll be on FS1, I think noon, uh, Pacific three Eastern. So, um, obviously the podcast tomorrow, but today's is phenomenal. And here he is. He's Preston Johnson. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. 
Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy you will certainly remember from last year. He is uh, kind of a big deal in the gambling space, although he's not gambling in 2021 because he's doing a weight loss thing. Preston Johnson, a.k.a. Sports Cheetah. What's up, dude? How you doing? It's been a while. I'm, a, I'm awesome, dude. Yeah, it has been a while. You, you've fallen off the face of the earth. I mean, you, you're not doing all your gambling anymore. I remember last year. Bubble NBA time. Preston and I would text every day about bets. I mean, he this guy's a hardcore gambler, and now he's gone cold turkey because you want to <laughs> lose fifty pounds. How is the weight loss program going? That was yeah, that was my goal. So I I'm only down like twenty seven. I should be down a lot more because I my goal was to lose fifty this year, and I wasn't gonna bet on games before I got to fifty. I'm still sticking to that, but uh, I lost like twenty in the first two and a half months, and then I just got pretty lazy i also had this other project i got really busy with on the side and like i went like three months where i didn't lose anything and then in the last like six weeks i've dropped like another seven or eight pounds so i'm just um, curious for the sports fans out there who love that are you is it more of a weight is it a diet is it a cardio what what what, what's the key to your success it's a little bit of everything since i wasn't really since man because you know i used to play basketball and love playing pickup pre-covid and I, when I was in Vegas, I would play a few times a week, and that was like my exercise. And then I just really haven't played basketball in a while, so I had to get back into cardio because I hadn't been exercising for you know nearly a year and a half. And then diet for sure was part of it. I actually have done a few funky diets. I ate uh, vegan for an entire month, which was which was great. Honestly, I felt really oh. good and alert, and like I, it surprised me how much I enjoyed doing that. And then I did like a seventy-two hour fast where I only drank liquids for like like a lemon cayenne drink for, for 72 mm. hours so i've done a few things in there to like help kind of push things along but uh hopefully by the end of the year i can get to that 50 number wow um 
I should be able to do it. I just need to clamp down during football, yeah. which, which will be tough. But if football's tough, man. I, listen, I think I told you every Sunday during the football season, I order breadsticks and cheese sticks from Papa John's. Oh, that, every that's single right. Sunday. You told me that. Forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it, it's bad and I'm going to try to get off it. But once you start, because you celebrate opening weekend, like, oh, yeah, pizza, Tradition. Papa John's. I mean, the Papa John's breadsticks take me back to college. Just the smell of the box, you know, and the cheese sticks. You get them every night at like midnight. It doesn't matter. Um, I got to get off that. But anyways, um, I want to start with this. Very rare do you find someone who gets to ESPN and then leaves. I mean, not a lot of people have done that. Uh, Cowherd, you know, Dan Patrick, there's a handful of humongous guys. Preston Johnson gets on the ESPN gambling show. He's on it with Doug and Joe and all these guys. And then he just leaves. Preston, do you want to, I mean, was this a difficult decision for you or easy or what? I think it surprised them too, though. I think kind of going to your point is they're accustomed to all of these general Mm -hmm. media people that once they get to ESPN, that's like the highlight for someone covering sports usually, right? And so once they're there, like they're not just going to leave after their first contract. And so ESPN did offer me another one. uh, And when I said, you know, that it wasn't really in a range that I considered worthwhile for my time at this (laughs) point, they were surprised. They were taken aback and they had just laid off like a thousand employees, right? During COVID. And they're like, well, we're not really giving raises. And my agent, when they went back and forth, they ended up offering me like, ended up being like 45% better than where they started. And I still was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to do other things. But um, I, think, <laughs> I, I think, I think they were surprised that they were not expecting it because again, like you're kind of saying people don't just get to ESPN and then leave. Um, the difference with me is I was betting professionally before I ever went to ESPN and they launched the show and so I was still betting and I still had some other income from that. And I wanted to f- kind of prioritize my flexibility in doing some of my own side projects uh, in the crypto and NFT space primarily. And so it was honestly an easy decision, uh, even though that it sounds arrogant and stuff. That's just kind of how it went down. And, and I think it really is kind of just because they're like, we have someone that's pretty good on, on TV that can talk sports, at least and betting to an extent that a lot of others can't. And mm-hmm. well, I'm sure he'll just do it again. And so part of it, I, I did move out of Vegas. I moved down here to Southern California yes. to be closer to family. They had built that new studio in Vegas. They probably didn't want to invest a ton in someone that was going to be mostly remote. So I think it kind of goes both ways to some degree. But they definitely mm. were surprised that I didn't just like, yeah, let's do it again. You know, because I think I'm younger, too. Most most kids would just be like, yeah, let's run it back. Yeah. So you said gambling professionally. A lot of people might wonder what that officially means. Um, you know, I gamble recreationally. I'm not putting up the big money you are, although we you were did in a Calcutta. Calcutta together. Yeah, you, you stepped yes, up once. Uh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, that was a rude awakening. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't mind making some big bets. Uh, but when you say professional gambler, can you kind of explain that? I don't think the IRS is listening. <laughs> I, I mean, I report gambling winnings when I do taxes yeah. anyway. So uh, they're, they're used to that. Uh, I... I if the majority of your income is, is from betting, you know, which which mine was for a while, that that's I guess what I would consider professional gambler. And it's weird. I'm like the you know opposite now, where I haven't been betting this year, and majority of my income's been in other sp- sp- spaces. So I wouldn't even consider myself, you know, theoretically a professional gambler. But I'm still running my models. For example, college football's coming up, NFL's coming mm-hmm. up. I still want to be able to like keep that process intact and, and give out stuff. And I still do my own daily show um, here at the, the Bets TV studio that I, that I built up here in Southern California. So I, I'm still like engaging and doing sports stuff and I don't want to like lose it, so to speak, or if I just took like a couple years completely away, it'd be tougher to jump back in. So I'm still running and updating all my numbers and, and trying to stay on top of it. Um, just zero cents down for the time being until I get to that Jeez. 50 number. Yeah. 
Uh, now, college football. I don't know how much of this story you want me to tell, but when we, I think we went to a Laker game. We hung out there, then went for a bite. And, you know, you were explaining your college football betting to me, and um, it sounded very exciting. And I was like, hey, why don't you just text me your picks, you know, after you after you lay the lumber? Uh, and you were like, yeah, sure. And I was just like, oh, man. But, of course, that was when, you know, COVID hits and blah, 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 the rest is history. Um, is college, why, why do you think you could find a bigger edge in college than NFL? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You know, the NFL, um, for one, there's fewer teams, right? So there's just odds makers have more at their disposal. Uh, as far as information, there's fewer teams to look at and to track. Also, the market's just bigger, right? The liquidity to bet into the NFL is way higher. So therefore, when there's like closing lines or lines are moving, that's more valuable info than when like college lines are moving because it's smaller limits. You also just have a lot less turnover. So, you know, coaches and quarterbacks generally stay in the NFL, like in the same place for for quite a, a long time in college, they're constantly fluctuating, especially offensive mm-hmm. defensive coordinators. I thought there was, there's like nearly a decade run where the market to start every year wasn't adjusting for the fact that an offensive or defensive coordinator in college was new. And that, for example, one was playing with way more pace than the team was prior. And they would open up totals the first few weeks, like 10 points too low. Like, like there's just opportunities like that with so many more schools to follow and so much shakeup there's transfers, in the player portal that way then recruiting how are you valuing recruits coming in from high school who's going to make a difference in the nfl like that, that there's are there's some rookies that make a difference right there's a mm-hmm. few adjustments here and there and trades happen occasionally but not even like the nba or anything in that regard and and a couple players outside of like quarterback position just don't make a big difference to an nfl team as a whole via a point spread perspective so uh it's just it's just a tougher market to beat college mm-hmm. uh still still a lot easier so um, i recommend people that are just maybe getting started or looking at it they're doing it for fun but want to take it more seriously focus on college and even focus on one conference maybe it's the mac or the conference usa or the sunbelt a smaller conference that has smaller schools maybe not as many players out there that are looking at those games and maybe there's more opportunity in those ones too so i know you're not betting but is there anything that like you have advised friends on week one season totals heisman um, I was just in Vegas and I took two guys to win the Heisman. I think it was a Clemson quarterback. Ugalele. Um, yeah. Uka, uh, is that is how you say his name? Ugalele? Yeah. I, DJ Ugalele. Something, something oh, close Ugalele. to that. Okay, yeah. okay. Uh, and then the other guy, I took the quarterback from Georgia. I just have a feeling oh, okay. the, the, the Clemson Georgia game won't really matter early in the season. And it feels like both those are probably going to get to the playoff. Um, so I'm assuming both quarterbacks will be in the mix for the Heisman. So I actually, I don't mind the Georgia play. And I, that's one I, I, I had recommended a couple months ago when I started looking at futures is Georgia eight to one or better to win it all. And a lot of the reasoning, now they have a few receivers, a tight end that's been missing practice, yep. but the, the projection is that they're going to be good to go and start for the Clemson game. Um, but the idea is this, like you mentioned, the Clemson game doesn't really matter. And you're right, unless they win. If they win, the plus 800 is going to cut in half and you'll never get a better price. The, the Heisman shot on the quarterback, that price is going to cut in half if they beat Clemson. If they lose, they're still in the SEC. The price isn't going to really change much. And if they run the table in the SEC or get to the SEC title mm-hmm. game, then they're going to be in the playoff anyway, or they're going to be in Heisman contention anyway. Yeah. So it's now or never, I think, to bet on Georgia. And the fact that uh, you know defense with Kirby Smart is always top tier, right? But they got the quarterback transfer from USC. He was a high recruit. He gets hurt. He doesn't play most of last season, JT Daniels. Yeah. 
And when they did finally bring him in and said, all right, his knee's ready to go, those last four games, like Georgia's offense went to another tier that just hasn't before. So I think their ceiling's higher this year with the floor of a great defense and at least a a good, you know, run game that keeps them in the mix to being like a top five team. But if JT Daniels takes them to that other level, um, then yeah, at the price eight to one, and then again, the, the JT Daniels Heisman bet, I think is totally fine. We had on RJ Young, he just, he joined Fox about a year ago and he really talked about the Alabama uh, changes. I think they have five new coaches, uh, assistants, coordinators, uh, and they lost 15 million guys to the NFL. And there's a lot of turnover, but it's Alabama. I don't know. Where are you on the tide? I think, was it seven players in the top 37 picks or something like that? It's insane. insane. Like that just never happened. So there's definitely going to be some sort of drop off. Now everyone's saying that uh, Bryce Young is like, you know, the real deal. He's going to just come right in. My, my vision for how this plays out is, is twofold. I think the, the, what we can take advantage of the most is in week one against Miami. I think the under was 64. It's down to 62. I still think it's too high. Oh, so wow. I think that's the play. I think you're going to see more of an old school Alabama type approach from Nick Saban, where they're relying on a defense that I think, because I think those seven players in the first 37 were all offensive players. Offensive yeah. line, skill position. So, so, so the offense, and you have a brand new quarterback who hasn't played at the collegiate level yet. I think they're going to go back to more like, let's focus on the run game. Their defense is going to be elite. It's actually going to be better than it was last year. They can rely on that. So I think they're going to play a slower game after having like this historically great offense. And then on the Miami side, I know everyone's saying Derek King's fine. He's recovering from the injury. He's good to go. They graded out really well offensively last year, but I still think that's like a pretty big question, big question mark. It's uncertainty there and it's week one and he hasn't played for a while and it's Alabama's defense. So (laughs) when it's all said and done, I think the angle on Alabama, it's not necessarily, look, they're still the top rated team in my projections entering the year. And then it drops to like Oklahoma and Clemson or two, three. Um, and then I think Georgia's four. So just to kind of let people know in some context, but Alabama is still number one, but their offense is going to be uh, significantly less efficient. Their defense and is slower. What do you make of the OC change at, at Bama? Bill O'Brien. I, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I'm not sure I actually have an answer for you on that, which, which okay. I think is okay. And which is maybe part of the reason that I prefer under too. I mean, Sarkeesian, and I don't know if you want to talk Texas football at all a little bit, but you I, could, I, whatever. Yeah. Have you noticed how, so Steve Sarkeesian, one of like the greatest offensive minds we've ever seen, even at the NFL level, right, with the Falcons and prior yeah. to that. And he had like the mishap at USC. And I think shout out to him mishap. for like getting over things and yeah. in a really good place. He gets a shot here at Texas. The last three years, right, years two through four of Tom Herman at Texas. What did we hear every year? It's Tom Herman was great at Houston, right? So it's like, all right, this is the yeah. – they always have top ten recruiting grades. So all right, this is the year. So you're too, like everyone's hyping them up. They're a public team anyway, right? It's the University of Texas. So what do we do like the last three years? We bet under on Texas season wins because every year they're just way overhyped. Tom yep. Herman, whatever. Now it's Steve Sarkeesian coming in. Every magazine media pundit talking Texas this year is saying it's a rebuilding year. It's going to be two or three years, and then we'll see where Sarkeesian's at. So what what do we do now, Jason? You know how it works. Like everyone's yeah, you discounting the over. <laughs> no one's talking about it. They're over seven and a half. I think they're at least an A-win team often enough that that's worthwhile. So Texas, I actually think is being overlooked and part of the reason being Steve Sarkeesian, who will no longer beat Alabama. So another reason I think Alabama's offense drops off a little bit too. Uh, any Heisman sleepers out there with everybody loves this old Miss quarterback. Yeah, that's and the, the only one. That, <laughs> I, I messaged a guy that one of my betting partners a few months ago and he grabbed like 50 to one and I think 30 to one or better is still worthwhile, which exists in the market. Like people can go find it, but here, here's, here's what it is. You, Lane Kiffin, year two, like with a real off season to prep, 
it, it's going to be phenomenal when you look at Matt Corral's numbers last year. So I, I, that's just, it is what it is. The bet really is, can Ole Miss win 10 games? Can they have like a nationally televised big win that gives him the credit and starts that real buzz? Look, last year they went toe-to-toe with Alabama anyway. They did. It was like yeah. a four, they, both teams scored in the 40s. It basically came down to who had the ball last. They end up losing by, I think, a touchdown. So can they do that again this time on a big stage? And then if they can get to 10 wins, like on average, they're probably like a seven and a half to eight win team. But can they exceed that and get to nine or 10 wins with his stats being just off the charts? Like kind of Lamar Jackson asked from a few years ago where mm-hmm. the Louisville, I think they only won nine games that year, but his stats were just so much better than everyone else. I think that's in the mix. So at 30 to one, again, you only need it to hit, you know, one out of 31 times yeah. for it to be a break even proposition. I think it's, I think it's worthwhile still at that price. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, let's pivot from college football real quick. You had mentioned the NFT space and comic punks, punk comics. I'm sorry, I don't understand all this stuff. I'm not smart enough. You know, I'm trying to be smart, Preston, but I, I don't get it. I've been looking at your feed. I watched a couple of your videos. This is, listen, man, you were, uh, people need to realize you were on TV talking about sports gambling a year ago. You are now in the NFT comic space. Like, uh, (laughs) how does this happen? How do you make that jump that quickly? Or were you a big comics guy like growing up? It's it's less the comics itself, although we hired an actual like DC Marvel illustrator from Australia to do our comic. Uh, It's less that. It's more just the utility and practicality of of what the NFT like collectible space can be. And, and so the jump, it honestly, it kind of caught me by surprise too. We didn't really start talking about it. Me and my uh, two partners that like co created it with me uh, till March. And then it was out in May. So it was like a whirlwind of two months. That's when I stopped losing weight. I, I was down like 21 <laughs> pounds. And I told you that went two or three months where I just plateaued. Uh, actually, I think I gained like three pounds or two pounds from there. So uh, that's when that happened. And then the last six weeks, I've tried to get back at it. Uh, but it was it, it was crazy. And I had been and, you know, like I was into Bitcoin and crypto stuff early on. Yes. And so it's kind of all tied to just the blockchain technology and what you can do there. But uh, it's it's definitely like you said, my feed's more catered towards that uh Mm -hmm. and it's been interesting trying to juggles maybe the wrong word but initially i didn't want to like you know scare all my sports followers off like what is this crap or like over (laughs) like punk's comic thing like this guy's telling me to buy so i was like really light on i never told anyone like hey you should invest in this nft project it's like these crypto punks we had a dc marvel guy take them mold these stories around them and we have we have this comic and there's big art behind it and the 16 crypto punks themselves which have been flying anyone that's following that space i think the the floor to just buy one now is like a quarter million dollars the 16 of them when you buy the comic you get proportional ownership of those 16 punks so it's it's kind of like a community project in that sense yeah okay hold on hold on did you create the 16 punks i owned three of them and with my other two partners we we put the 16 kind of together and and that's what we built the the story. So other around. people own the other sixteen, and you guys just bought them out. So we the, between the three of us, we owned all sixteen. And when oh, and oh. and so we basically put them up. And when you buy and invest in the comic, you're investing like at a proportional fraction of the sixteen punks as a whole. So, okay, so just to go back, when did you get involved in buying the three? This was in March or way back before, before? that. I'd started diving into Top Shot like in December. Which is that's right. Yes, Top Shot. You, you, we, yeah. yes, we did swap a lot of texts about Top Shot. And so yes. by the you end, you almost of- bought one of mine. <laughs> oh, oh, your friend almost bought one of mine. Oh, really? Remember? I forgot about it. It was um, the guard on the Kings who you love, Halliburton. Oh, Halliburton. Yeah, I actually yeah, gave yeah, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton his first moment. He tweeted about it, and we were DMing, and he owes me an autograph still. So I got, I got to reach out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I gave him his first moment, and it's actually been rebounding the last couple of weeks as everything else has exploded. Top shot, okay, yeah, it Got has. It. So, but that was kind of the entry point for me uh, through January. Then I started diving into a bunch of other stuff. I bought some punks uh, in February, probably, and then in March we we kind of started this concept and this idea. But ultimately, like what I was getting at is, I was afraid to tell people like, "Hey, invest in this project. I think it's going to be worthwhile." Um, to to get one, it was point two Ethereum at the time. Just like seven hundred bucks, so it's still like a pretty hefty investment for people. Point two, and this was one March uh, in May when we actually May, dropped okay, it and so launched. Point it. two for one, all yeah. right. And so for a lot of people, like seven hundred bucks, it's a lot, but it's a lot cheaper price point than buying a whole crypto punk, right? I mean, those, yeah. At the time, that you'd need fifty thousand dollars or something. 
Um, now, like just one purchase of the punk, it's it's like a 65x in the last few months. Like the 10,000 punks comics are worth 400 million in the market as of like oh last my night. God. Oh, what? It, it, it's like I and so getting to my point, I didn't want to be the guy shilling this random NFT thing when most people just don't even want to like care. And I regret not shilling it harder now because it's like oh, turned wow. into like a pretty big thing, um, like a ton of VC interest and partnerships with some really big companies and corporations potentially going forward. And um, it's just like it's been obviously a, a great, a great investment on my side. So, but yeah, yeah, I wish I had actually kind of gone a little harder on the shills back in. Okay, back so in you and two buddies own sixteen of the crypto. Well, now right? everybody owns them. Basically, if you have a comic, oh. you own it, or if you have a hundred comics, you own a bigger part of them. But now everyone basically, as a community, owns these sixteen that we're building these comics and stories in like IP, intellectual property, and branding behind. Okay. Yeah. And I'll ask the dumb question for everyone who's listening. Um, how do you go up 65x on crypto punk comics in four months? Uh, it's just a matter of it's like market dynamics, right? Like people want them, then they buy them. It was weird. Like it took over, it took almost four weeks to sell out the 10,000. A lot of these NFT projects the last few months, they sell out in like 20 minutes and they're, mm. and they're doing a similar like nine to 10,000 numbered, whatever. Uh, ours took almost four weeks to sell out and for a while you could still buy them for like 0.25 or 0.3 in the secondary market. And then we just started adding a lot of uh, like, for example, when you have a proportion of the 16 crypto punks, you have them via punks tokens that represent your actual ownership. Mm -hmm. And we're like doing merch dividends from merch that we do down the road. Those profits get funneled into punks tokens holders. So now you're almost like you're investing in the company and the IP and the branding itself. So that spiked something. And then we announced like these meta heroes that are going to be um, actually launching later this week where there's these, these superhero characters that we're going to kind of bring into the punks comic, like back in the day with DC and Marvel, mm -hmm. when they started doing comics, um, they didn't actually have superheroes at first. Then they started introducing like Batman and it was like this novel concept or Superman. Mm. And so it's similar to that where we've brought in some of these meta hero characters. Um, so it's this, it's this project that's still like gearing up, but people kind of see the future of what it could be, right? Like the Marvel of this virtual NFT metaverse mm -hmm. world. And yeah. And so, you know, wh where do you think the end game is? Would you guys end up trying to sell and walk away or do you just build this like Marvel Comics and just hold on to it and build this juggernaut? I think since it's so, I mean, the whole space is surrounded around decentralization, right? Making it a community thing where everyone can be a part of it. Um, I think the end goal is that where everyone feels like they're involved. They have a, even if it's a small fraction of whatever the value is of this, um, everyone kind of has their say to some extent. And so like selling out to a VC I know like, especially our, our main business dev guy, his name's Sean, he's, they, they've talked to VCs plenty and, and been, you know, the way that you can get in right now is to buy comics like everyone else. And that's also probably why the floor has been raising pretty significantly is I think you've mm -hmm. had like hobby collectors, NFT, you know, people, analysts, whatever, but you've also, I think, had some more mainstream higher end. Like, for example, there was a big fund that came in and bought a hundred crypto punks and a bunch of these like generative art projects the last, it was about three weeks ago. And like stuff just kind of been running since. But I think you've had some kind of like real players on the corporate or VC level that are starting to invest in the NFT space. And, and so I guess to answer your question, then how did it really rise that quickly? We've added value. We have a great community, a great team. And then I think it's just a lot of the investors that are entering the space are, are pushing it there. 
it sounds a little speculative. So is it mostly <laughs> s- s- people who are speculative jumping in, hoping to make money or people who are actually fans? And like, what kind of people are these? Are these like sports fans or just like dads or young kids, teenagers? It's a mix of everything. I think there's, oh. there's a lot of people that came from like the NBA Top Shot community, which kind of bridged that gap of mainstream to NFT space just for a lot. Um, then there's a lot of just from crypto from the last few years that have kind of come over to the NFT space. And then, yeah, you'll have random dads that are just like doing this on the side. They have real jobs too. Like it's definitely just like any other community would be or, or fan base, right? So uh, it is definitely speculative. And at this point for the price to just to get one comic uh, now is like over $20,000. When, when before it was, you know, like 700, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anyone to go buy it now unless like, you know, you're bankrolled enough that it doesn't really yeah, yeah. affect you, you either way. T- I mean, wow. So, um, so, I mean, I'm just trying to think like th- this is, it seems like, and again, maybe I'm generalizing, but a lot of the young folks are into Top Shot, are into the speculative NFT stuff. A lot of the younger people I even play pickup basketball with, like they don't really have jobs like you and I. Well, not you anymore. Uh, like me, where it's like a they're doing a lot of this. Like I don't want to say it's day trading, but the speculative online stuff. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of it might be hitting, or are we just not hearing about the misses? I think a lot of it is hitting. There's a lot of stuff in gaming, and it's something I've kind of dipped my toes in, but I couldn't speak very knowledgeably on. Um, but there's one game in particular. So again, it's like decentralizing gaming where players of the game can actually earn the game currency and then trade it for like Ethereum or Bitcoin and then eventually dollars if they want. So there's this new game called Axie. And again, kids everywhere internationally are playing this. It's blown up. It's A-X-I-E. Yeah, Axie Infinity. Okay. And it's essentially like, say it's like, it's like playing like a World of Warcraft game or something like that, except it's all on the blockchain. And as you play, you earn this currency and you basically get paid to play and you play with NFT characters. And so it's like this whole, like, all, like you said, the younger generation is so like forward thinking, virtual metaverse, like that's where they see things. And it's, I think, harder for that 30 and older age group to really grasp it. Um, But the under 30, like you're saying, like these kids don't really have jobs. They talk about trading Wall Street bets and crypto and NFT and they play games like all day. It's like, how how do you do that? Yeah, there's there's ways to actually like make money from it. And so, yeah, I think it's actually viable. We just don't want to say that it is, but uh, it definitely, I, I work, I work on a team side project real quick. We have a team of like over 300 of these scholars or players that play this Axie uh, game out of the Philippines. You make like 45 bucks a day in the Philippines. Like, it's massive. Right. And so yeah. we, we basically provide them with the liquidity to use the Axie NFTs, which might cost someone like $2,000 that no one could get in the Philippines to start playing. We say, Hey, here you go. Start playing. You keep 70% of what you earn as you play mm-hmm. and we'll take 30 percent. and so it's like okay. a win-win and so there's people like in different countries venezuela is another one we have some players in that are actually making pretty good money and they're younger and that's just kind of i think the direction of, of this first all right so thing. you say you keep saying we make money so is this a fund that you started is this yeah, it's, uh it's called an a, llc a dow it's, it's basically a decentralized llc it stands for okay. decentralized autonomous organization it's essentially an entity or an llc that pulled together some funds and, and we're basically we have a team manager that played Axie for the last few months and like basically trains the scholars and advises them and they play and it's just yeah it just kind of recoups i mean it's, so it's it, a good way to kind of pay back their community too like they're like philippines venezuela brazil is another one that's up and coming there's some countries in africa where like all these countries now have like a way to earn especially at that age group where generally it's not the case um 
So, it's, so, so let's say Joe Bob comes to you and says, hey, I want in on the Axie. What can I give you, $10,000 and I get like a half a percent or something? I, I, and then all of a sudden they're in and then are you seeing dividend checks monthly from these guys playing Axie? So this, this just started like six weeks ago. but oh, uh, And we had to close our initial raise. So we're not allowing anyone in. We capped it at 40 seats. And there will only ever be 99 seats. And it's with these people, man, like way richer than me. Like the liquidity is never an issue. It's like like $10,000, like they wouldn't even can't, consider you can't do anything. You, you also need to anything. kind of have a value add outside of the money. Like if, if you have a connection to so-and-so or someone at this gaming platform or if you're working with, you know, this uh, company that does stuff in the esports space because eventually we're going to do tournament series like every month and try to take Axie and these like play-to-earn NFT games, we'll call them and do like an esports series around them. And so uh, it was more like if you're connected, you can get in. Um, but it's it, it's pretty nice. I just, I've it's weird kind of like visualizing these kids playing games yes. all day in other countries, but it's like, it goes so far and they're always so grateful. And um, so that's kind of part of it, I think, is that we're, we're giving back to that community and they're able to then pay it forward and give back to either their friends start playing or their community there and, and where they live. One question I glossed over um, that's obvious. You said playing on the blockchain. This is not an Xbox game that you can play over o- online. You play is online. It? Like, yeah, it's, it's connected. So it's the whole, concept of of like blockchain stuff is called web three like we've lived in like the web two world for a while web three is where and they play on their computers like on their desktops um but that's yeah you don't i don't think you can actually like tag a xbox controller and play but it's very similar just from a game structure if people want to go check it out to kind of like pokemon except it's three on three and so it's like Pokemon mixed with like some sort of like World of Warcraft where you go to different parts of this land and there's different arenas and you compete, but with these three little axes. And so it's kind of like huh. a mix of Pokemon and World of Warcraft. I think wow, you like, dude, this is, yeah. Uh, you have to, I hope the people listening understand, I've never heard of this until you just mentioned it. Never read it anywhere, never heard of it. I, it's almost foreign to me, but I mean, I never did Pokemon or World of Warcraft, so I wouldn't really know. But sure. it sounds like something I should maybe steer my kids into looking at. But it sounds like more of a teenage thing. Yeah, you probably I mean, probably wait till they're a little bit older. You don't want them getting like totally like caught up in it. But and it's like there's a lot of meta. It's like there's like some Magic the Gathering kind of like game theory in the game itself too. So you definitely like you know an eight or ten year old. I don't remember how old your kids are, but it would be tough exactly for them to eight play. And ten. Okay, it, it wouldn't be really easy for them to like jump in and have success all right so it, it definitely is catered towards like high school and post high school ages just for the sake of the challenge right and the game theory involved this is so even nerdy i can't believe i'm admitting this but so um <laughs> my wife had heard about this elon musk school called the synthesis school it's like online i don't know if you've heard of it and you have to kind of apply to get in and my son applied and he got in so oh, he nice. starts doing this over Zoom. And it's like, you know, kind of creative thinking, problem solving stuff. And I decide I'll listen to some of the Zooms, you know, just to hear. It's like a group of kids. And um, one of the, the moderators goes, okay, does anybody, um, does anybody know and start saying these, these terminologies? And I'm like, what are they talking about? Like, I don't even know what this stuff is. And, and you know, my son, like, nobody really knew. And I'm like... How, how is he going to – and he's like crushing it and does this once or twice a week. And I don't think it's similar to totally what you're talking about. Uh, and by the way, have you heard of Synthesis School, Elon Musk? I've heard of the school, yep, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, is it something you have would consider sending your kids to? I never dug into it. I just knew that he had started that school up and was offering basically that opportunity to people. And, and I never dug into it, but uh, my kids are younger. But it sounds yeah, like right, it's a yeah. good experience. Like, well, in, in, like, Does your kid like to code at all? 
like anything. In we haven't. Like, have you heard of ID Tech? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing the coding classes for kids. Good. Where you like get an instructor, and he's like, they're you know they play Roblox, and um, Roblox I, I, is I just a great comp this- to Axie too. Oh, really? It yeah, it, it is. That's actually, well, okay. I'm not as well versed in the actual gaming space myself, but that is like one of the two or three games they always bring up when they're talking about like comparison. Interesting. So, there you go. Yeah, you're familiar so with that. So for this ID tech, will you do like a private one-on-one and they they basically, you tell the instructor, hey, I want to make a game with this, that, and this. And they're like, all right, well, let's code it together. So my son and daughter each are making their own game and they're That's recently awesome. got to the point where their their friends are joining them to play the game. And it's like basic stuff, but it's the beginning. And, you know, and again, me and my wife are like, listen, if they give you homework, we can't help you with this stuff. I don't understand yep. any of this. I mean, do you code at all? I, I do know a little bit. I took a, like, I did like a boot camp years ago for four months straight and learned some basics. So, like, I could make a really crappy website right now. I'll say this. Honestly, if there's one recommendation after getting your kids into some form of learning how to code or build things just in the tech space, I think that's massive. So, you guys are on the right oh, track. Oh, yeah. The whole Web3, like building NFT stuff, it's a particular language within the coding called Solidity. And right now, like if you're trying to do an NFT project, you cannot find a Solidity developer that's available. They, like they're just all taken. Now you can learn, wow. if, you're, if you're pretty well versed in code anyways, in development, you can learn Solidity and you can learn how to build these smart contracts that you know, basically integrate onto the blockchain and actually function. But I would suggest anyone that has kids that do code or have some sort of tech background, they're in high school, maybe they're in college. If you learn how to learn how to code Solidity and build smart contracts on the Ethereum blockchain in the next year or two, uh, you're going to be 100% set for life, like without wow. without a doubt in my mind. I think that's like the war. And again, it's tough for people to wrap their head around this, but this is where it's headed, right? Like we're still in what, 25 years into the internet, basically? Yeah, it's still pretty early relative to, right, like you think forever – we're only 25 years into the internet. Yeah. It's just going to keep getting, you know. So I, I, I guess I'll ask this at the end. Um, sure. And this is a tough question. I don't know if you want to answer this. So based on some of the stuff you've got cooking, Preston, it sounds like you're never going to work a day job for the rest of your life. Sure is that a fair not. statement? Huh? <laughs> I said, I, I sure mean, you're young. Not. You're not going to have to go to an office or answer to anybody. I've never had to do that. That's been a blessing for sure. And I, I've shared this well, before. Wait, 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 sure wait, wait, I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What ESPN? You had to go into the office. Oh, I, I definitely don't count that. Like as a you know, <laughs> 30 year old, I got to do ESPN and do TV for two years. It was like exhausting and tiring sometimes writing articles, but, uh, but I never easy, took yeah. that as like working a day More. job or going into, and most of it, I never went into an office. It was just like a studio for, you know, two hours to shoot the show. Yeah. But it's uh, – well, I guess what I say – what I'm trying to ask is like it sounds like some of this stuff's really taken off for you, dude. Yes. it's. I've been blessed. And I will say this. When I said I've never had the day job, a lot, i got to give a lot of credit, which I have a few times. But to my wife, while I was finishing my master's degree, while mm. I started betting, um, most people that age – because I got, I got married pretty early. Most people that age, they're, they're, all, they're their sole income. You start betting if you have a bad run or something. Like you have to work a while and like make some money back and then you try again and you try to bet, right? So I, I was fortunate enough where I could take more risks early because she always had a job too and was able to bring income in. So having that like dual income went a long oh, way. So I don't try to like massive. credit myself entirely. I have to give her a shout out even though she'll never actually listen to this. But, yeah, but you it, don't think I, she listens to sports podcasts? Come on. 
she probably listens to some stuff on like <laughs> my Twitter feed. So maybe it, when I when I retweet this out later uh, oh, in the week, maybe maybe yeah, there's no, a no. chance. But she definitely gave me that opportunity when I had some money from poker way early on. I finished school. It's like I can put this all towards betting and see where this goes, as opposed to hey, we need this money to pay for food and rent and whatever else. Uh, you know, I had a second person there helping me, and she did well yeah. in her space. So that that went a long way. So always again, stay within your means, whatever it may be. But that that definitely helped where I didn't have to after college go yeah. start taking regular jobs. Or, yeah, my my wife, uh, you know, before we were married, she basically had a job making good money, and I was like, I think I should quit to do this website. And then I kind of got lucky with it. Um, I wasn't making any money, and then the website sold. But you guys were uh, married before you started the website, then? No. Oh, okay. I started the website in like 06. We got married in 07. Ah, yeah, it was close. Oh, but well, you we knew were each living other. together. Okay, yeah. We were living together. Yeah, it was obvious. Um, so you, so you're, hold on, let me interject. You don't know if you would have stuck, quit and done the website then if she wasn't working too and you guys weren't together. Potentially. It, well, it made it way easier. Yeah. yeah. She was making over, you know, she was a, um, a pharmaceutical sales rep. Uh, the devices oh, great. Yeah. and like, you know, she's doing great and I could just be at home doing the blog. I yeah. quit my job at us weekly. Yeah. It worked out great. That's I mean, massive. obviously the wives are huge, but uh, just to go back one, one last thing, because I wrote down some notes because this Axie on blockchain is so fascinating. It almost says like, you know, I made that investment in the soccer team in Mexico. Mm. I think I had maybe mentioned it to you. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. If, some Australian um, basketball team too, potentially. Say, say almost the same group. Cool. But it's like you said you can't just come in and say, hey, here's $500,000. I won an Axie. Like what else do you bring to the table? The soccer group, like they got a diverse group. Like, you know, they bring yes. in Eva Longoria because guess what? The soccer team is in Mexico and Eva Longoria is tracking massive in Mexico. You know, I'm sure there's some similarities okay. for Axie. Now, now you have, if I mentioned all of this, pitching a potential addition to the group to the DAO, uh yeah that would probably work and, and, and work wonders and if you were able to get to a number like half a million like for sure so we've actually had like contacts with some people in venezuela one of the members of the DAO, and we have some of these players that are in venezuela we're trying to get to we just had a meeting with uh loud gg as the biggest esports team out of brazil yesterday i don't know if you remember i actually speak portuguese so we were able to that's right yeah them. you should tell people you're mormon and did your yes, mission I, I, and all that i served stuff. a mission in uh, portugal so i lived in portugal for a few years i can still speak portuguese pretty well so that was a blessing but we haven't actually had a connection to mexico yet so if there's something there uh, which there is now that I'm thinking it through a little bit live on the spot. Uh, yeah, we can definitely talk about it further. Yeah, yeah. Well, you throw it's out funny, names like that, like it's pretty easy to convince the guys. MLS All Star Game is this week, and our team has a box out here in LA. So, like, oh, I'm going to go meet nice. all the rest of the investors. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they brought in Ozil from Tur- you know from Turkey. Obviously, uh-huh. he is one of the owners. I don't know if he's here for the game, um, but yeah. It, but like that group is super smart and they know what they're doing building. It sounds like your Axie group. By the way, are you running the board? Can I ask that? Or no, not? I'm like really low on the totem pole of 40. Like no joke. Is this <laughs> is this a Jeff Ma thing or no? No, he's he's not included uh, at all, to be completely honest. He I, That's, again, another person that I know could have invested in the Punks comic early. I should have shielded harder. And I feel bad I didn't because uh, he had you know extra money. He could have just taken a shot on it. Um, but yeah, he's not. he hasn't really dove in. He, he does yeah. crypto stuff, but nothing. Nothing crazy. Yeah, you basically Preston Johnson is crushing it. You need to get in his world and his space. And um, this might be one of the most random but informative pods we've taped in a while. Um, I, I love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're bringing new stuff to the table. People are getting smarter. Uh, do you want to pop up anything uh, here on to close out the pod? Do you want to mention 
where people can check sure. out your comics? You can check out the comics. I don't need to pub the comic, honestly. Like people can see it on my Twitter feed at Sports Cheetah. But uh, every day at four Eastern, one Pacific, I do a daily sports show where we take calls and talk through their bets. That's right. And basically, we track them throughout the month, and we give away cash at the end of the month to the callers that have the best records. That actually, I'm going to be calling in before Week One in the NFL, and, Let's and do it. he's going to yeah. hate my picks. We'll, uh, definitely, possibly, we'll hate them. Uh, and then we're also doing a betting extraordinaire show that launches next week, which sounds just like who wants to be a betting extraordinaire? It, it sounds like what it is, where we do these. And again, people call in. There's seven days or seven tiers of cash we give away if you make correct picks. Um, that launches on Monday next week, but you can kind of just find it all from my Twitter handle. I'll pub it out there yeah. or the bets TV YouTube page. I'm just curious. Have you hired an assistant yet? No, but for the first time ever, I Sweet. had to get an accountant this year. <laughs> <laughs> I've always done it myself, man. And That's I finally crazy. just caved and I was like, I got to pay no someone way. a few thousand bucks. All right, dude. Well, congrats on all your success, man. We'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it, Jason. Take it easy. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.